Okay, welcome. We are live finally. Sorry for the delay. Some technical difficulties. This is the Dynasty Saturday Night 5 on February 18th in the year of our Lord Greg Roman 2023. <laughs> I apologize for the technical delay. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on the Going For Two Live podcast feed audio. If you're watching us here on YouTube, either live or later on, please make sure that you subscribe to the channel, uh, click the bell, click the little thumbs up on the video, show us some love. I'm Brian Ford, and tonight subbing for Josh Walker is the one and only Manitoba Menace, Thomas Tipple. How you doing? Man, Manitoba Menace might even have been a better wrestling name than the one I came up with. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Manitoba Menace sounds better than David London does. Oh, my God. Oh, my so. God. Well, you're going to have to revive your career now. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Body said no. I'm done. Don't give people any ideas. It's not happening. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, but what up? Going for two. Uh, you've probably seen me raid the chat every time somebody brings up a uh, running back. Uh, that's me. So, or a trade. <laughs> hey, trade's fine, but it's, you know the running yeah, backs we yeah, yeah. we know bueno those guys yeah so um for folks maybe who are uh less familiar um with you why don't you tell mm -hmm. us just a little bit about where we can find you your work plug plug plugs twitter handles all that jazz everywhere okay. um <laughs> joshua uh yeah man uh it, it's everywhere but there's a little like you've obviously going for two stuff i try to be in my channel as much as possible dropping ranks and data and whatever as i'm kind of doing my research full tilt at dynasty tilt full tilt dynasty podcast network is ever growing and then now you can find my work uh through the the uh, fantasypoints.com medias uh either on the websites the twitter and the youtubes that i've been putting in my time getting that up to speed so that's you can find it everywhere man there's there's nowhere i we're not at this point ubiquitous yeah <laughs> well folks that. uh for those of you who uh, might forget or are watching for the first time dynasty saturday night five it's a fun little thing we do on saturday nights we come up with lists of five as a way to talk about dynasty fantasy football uh tonight we're going to do a little bit of a different twist um we're going to talk about dynasty wide receiver buys doesn't sound too different but we're going to base off <clears throat> off some work tom's done already and before we get into that uh, I want to talk a little bit about what makes someone a buy in oh, yeah. Dynasty. Are you uh, is the baseline value you're using at this time of the year pretty much the the startup ADP, and then you kind of go from there. This guy's going too high. This guy's going too low. How do you identify a buy? So a buy for me specifically, it, it goes by more than just ADP. Uh, as you know, I like to have my head in the in the data spreadsheets as much as I as I can. And it's kind of a combination of I really love looking at somebody's warp. Uh, I really love seeing that's a um, wins, wins over replacement or um, I really like um, expected fantasy points or uh, the expected fantasy points differential. That really helps you identify. It's why one of the players we're going to talk about, Deontay Johnson, is such a screaming one for me uh, because we can identify what's his ADP. Okay, you look at most places, if you could use the – bulletproof prospect adp right he's uh 33 if you use dlf he's wide receiver 30 so we know he's a wide receiver three we also know that he performed under expected fantasy points differential more than any other player in the league that says buy that says player is good weird things happened and the market agrees that he's low which means to me we go and get it so i'm constantly checking the market I I don't I don't really I'm not a stick my nose up to different rank. I'll look at every ranking. I'll look at every site, whether it's Keep Trade Cut, Dynasty Trade Calculator, Fantasy Pros, Fantasy Points. You name it, I'm gonna look it up. Mm -hmm. Same with Bulletproof. I like to take all those data points and really kind of generalize those middle rounds because that's that to me is for the most part where all that value is gonna come from. So when identifying one, it's kind of always checking the market to kind of 
looking at their more important statistics, not their finishes, not even their points per game, all those minor details mm. is what I want to look at. And then I go and attack where the market has them. And then I'm just picking on players that I'm obviously higher on than the market that I can get at below where I have them. Right on. Okay. So in that sense, then we're, we're talking about perhaps maybe what you might call like a sneakier buy, like buys that sure. aren't everyone tweeting like this guy's a buy, this guy's a buy because when they are, then who's really selling and what's the price going to be. Right. I do hate that. So, um, one of the things I try to avoid in the Full Tilt Discord channel and even in the Going for Two Discord channel is just arbitrarily saying, just buy this player. We get it. Buy Kyle Pitts. Like, we get it. But if everyone on the universe is screaming, sell Derrick Henry right now, then you're probably not going to get to sell Derrick Henry. That's not actionable. You're not doing anything. You're just, you're just regurgitating groupthink. And it's not going to actually help you gain an advantage so this let's just use derrick henry as an example right now i'm not an rb guy but you know what i'm doing i'm buying derrick henry you know why because everyone else is saying to sell him which means there's a market mm. to buy and then there's obviously a market of his cost so if everyone's telling you to sell on a player who's already below market cost then you're just inviting me to go and offer. To, right now, you can in most leagues, and I get it in my league. That never go down. We get it, okay? That <laughs> that means this statement's not for you. But in a league, you can go and trade an early second, the same piece that's getting moved for Algier. You can go and add minimal to that, and just go grab Derrick Henry. Mm. Why wouldn't you do that if you're already? Obviously, if you're trying to acquire Derrick Henry, you think you're one of those top three teams. You're just you're just Tyler Algier or Derrick Henry. Well, Derrick Henry's Algier without needing to panic about the draft. Yeah. Right, right now. Anyway, I mean, they draft Bijan and the world's going to end and I just <laughs> yeah. screwed up everything. But nobody's safe. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's drafting Bijan. We're cloning him. That's how it's going to work. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's how you can identify in your market. Oh, market. Market to micro market, to, to everyone uh, group thinking on buy, 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 or sell, sell, sell. You can use that to identify an actual buy if your eyes are permanently locked on the market. And every, in my opinion, everyone should be doing that all the time. Right on. And if there's anything that you're going to get from, from listening to Tom tonight, folks, it's, it's, it's that hustle, that hustle that I mm. personally admit I don't have. And so I shouldn't have the 32 leagues that I do. <laughs> hey, you so, know what? No, I want to I want to comment on that because yeah, 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 yeah. So it to to say that like oh you you have to like grind and just fire out every trade offer, make 600 waiver claims. Mm. You don't even have to do that. All you have to do if you're someone that just doesn't feel like you have like you said that like really in it 40 hours a week type stuff in your leagues, let alone on top of all your work you're doing in life and whatever, just talk. If you just keep dropping messages once in a while and identifying what in you have 33 leagues, what teams are contenders, what teams are buyers, what teams are not have a spreadsheet, yeah. have it marked where you're like buy or buyer, buyer, seller, seller, good, good dog water, whatever. And then all you have to do is just keep communicating in your league. That's half of your hustle. If people in your league see that you're active, you're doing half of the work already because you're already doing the market work behind the scenes. So it really cuts out half the hustle. Yeah, I don't no, do that. Yeah. I don't I don't do that. I don't send a bunch of messages in leagues. I drop gifts and get out. Like that's that's it. Cause I've got I, I just do it in a different process, but you definitely could not only add more leagues, but be doing that hustle work without actually grinding your nose to the stone or as, you know, boomers would say, pounding the pavement. You don't actually have to do that. That's a myth. As long as you're semi-active in your chat, you're doing half the work for you. Chances are someone's coming you for a trade offer sends the guy that hasn't said anything in three weeks. Mm. So it's kind of just a different methodology in, in staying that active. 
I hear you. I got you. No, that's and that's probably something I can do. You'll be proud of me. I already have a spreadsheet <laughs> with all my leagues to begin with. Let's and I just go! need to add a page to the bottom for this now for this who's a buyer. Who's a seller. You don't even have to do that. You just column, yeah. just add a yeah, column yeah. beside yeah. it, and you're good to go. And then if you want to get crazy, uh, something that I do on my spreadsheet on those teams that are uh, buyers, buyers, sellers, I put my highest price pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then I put them in category of willing to move, keep, etc. And then mm. you can stack up your leagues to know exactly what you're working with all the time. It's kind of like I'm a lunatic. Yeah, 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 you are. But like, wait, I think the point you're making though is is kind of like what I'm. I've been spending like hella time with the rookies, right? So my mm. my idea is that like I'm gonna have all the foundational work done. Mm -hmm. So then, just the adjustments are minor here and there. So what you're saying is. Put in some work on that spreadsheet, and then the hustle in the leagues you have to do day to day is going to be Minimal. less. Yeah, minimal. I, I I can't imagine playing fantasy football now without having that access. Like I'm in 73 dynasties, and we have one going to kick off in 40 minutes that we're we're both in. We're doing what's yeah. called a psycho draft with all the rookies in it already. I mm -hmm. cannot wait. Yeah. I've only done like three of these ever. I'm so excited to watch the chaos ensue. Uh, that I just I want to just sit back. I'm I probably not making many moves. I just want to see it happen. But I can't imagine being in 73 leagues and then not keeping that close to track because then someone's gonna slip through the cracks. Uh, a team that you've had, you know, Bateman on last year that you could have moved for a second when your team's definitely gonna finish eighth. Okay, well now you've lost out on that opportunity and it slipped through the cracks. And it's mm. that you need to, in my opinion, have that. Um, that spreadsheet, that word sheet, however you have to do it, uh, that system in place. I know a lot of people do it by like the name of their teams in leagues, mm. which I find interesting. They'll like change their name. They'll be like uh, $50 buy-in good. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's an interesting way to do it too. But I mean, spreadsheets pretty copy and paste. So figure it out maybe. I don't yeah, know. last last year I was put, uh, my, my, my team names were no, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> and that was like the, the answer of, am I going to compete this year? And like, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all right. So before like we that. move into uh, the buys, let's pay the bills. Today's show is yeah. brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has it all. Industry leading best ball tournaments, uh, leagues, private leagues, pickums. They're not just football. If you want to scratch that itch in the offseason, you can do some stuff with uh, all the major sports. And of course, uh, best ball draft season is coming up for, for the Dynasty best ball freaks now anyway. So uh, sign up with your promo code GF2 uh, and you'll get a deposit match of up to $100. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use the code GF2, start playing, start winning. We love you, underdog. We love you, Tom. Tom already did some work on this, uh, dropped a video uh, mm -hmm. on YouTube about these five dynasty wide receiver buys. Where can folks find that video? So again, everything full tilt is really easy to find. If you type full tilt dynasty anywhere, Google, YouTube, Twitter, we're going to pop up. That's where you can find that video. Uh, again, these five wide receivers, I do go over it. I'm bringing some different heat to this show because I'm not a copy and paste guy with contents. Don't worry. There's going to be new stuff here, but you can go and check that out. It's the <laughs> first time full tilts really done that kind of content. I usually keep everything on a show base, like show to show basis, but full tilt, we're taking a break. That's why I got this time now to hop on with you and do some other shows. I'm doing another one tomorrow with the JYB fam. And uh, we're on a three week break. The walkabouts on a bit of a break as we mm. deal with timing. So I felt like maybe now this is the time to get a little more extra content. So that's where this idea for five wide receivers to buy. And also, I just want to address Josh Walker, the comment, I want in on the next psycho draft. Well, guess what? If you go to my profile or at Dynasty Tilt on the profile or even the Full Tilt Dynasty YouTube channel, the link to the Discord, which is free, is in the description. You hop in there, and I post all the time when a new Full Tilt League uh, is ready to go. We've already started four dynasty leagues this year. Pretty exciting stuff. So you can go and do that, Josh. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, so please, why don't we uh, get going? Uh, we got your five here. Uh, mm -hmm. Who do you want to talk mm -hmm. about first? Well, I think we should do it in order of uh, of the players that I did the videos. We'll start with number five because this is uh, the Saturday night five. Shout out to Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll start with number five. I mean, why not? Let's start with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Obviously, this is a player that everyone was super hot about last year. Everyone wanted to get their their hands on DPJ, and and it might at the surface not have worked out, but he was pretty good. He was a wide receiver three almost the entire year with third weeks of finishing at 13 and 14. That's high wide receiver two. He's got he who shan't be named coming back for the second year. Uh, you can't be that putrid. He's got to at least be Brissettian in how he plays football next year, I would assume. So uh, now my number five uh, buy for me is, is definitely Donovan Peoples-Jones. And some of it, people are probably a little bit sick of him because he was such a hype machine last year because we only mm. want the year two guys, right? But he was better than people want to actually look into. Uh, but he was he was quite good. He was a wide receiver three uh, in ten of his weeks played. That's that's usable. You know what I found really interesting? Not that this makes him not a buy or not, but uh, his his home road splits were like the complete mirror opposite of Amari mm-hmm. Cooper there for, for for much of the season, which was kind of an oddity. So according to KTC, they have him roughly equal to a twenty five early second. You giving that up for DPJ? No, because I don't think you actually have to. So one of the things with, uh, and in the video I, I I stated for the other player, one of the other players on this list is that I'd be happy to pay that. Like I'd be happy to play that medium two to that latish two, and then even into a three. But again, you're not going to have to pay that. We're talking players like Derrick Henry going for those second mm-hmm. round picks. There's no world where Peoples Jones is going to go for that pick. So when you're looking at a site like Keep Trade Cut, there are instances where those quote-unquote those market values don't line up, but your mic, your micro market in a league-per-league league basis will give you the opportunity to buy at that that low. Jamie checking in, hey, fellow fellow yo, Jerome Ford fan. <laughs> yo, we are we are talking one of your guys here, Jamie, and Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, we're we're yeah. talking it up. So, uh he's going right now uh, on DLF ADP as wide receiver 47. Right. I mean, I rank by tiers, but like he's 49 in my rankings between Gallup sure. and Tony. Am I crazy for to have Gallup a slot ahead of him? I mean, I say the same thing on every full tilt pod where we talk about these late wide receivers. There's 632,421 of them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's which ones can you get yeah. that might be able to produce? And DPJ against those other guys, again, 10 weeks of wide receiver three or above production from this guy on an iffy offense, mm-hmm. making serious changes. That is worth something to me. Now, again, if you're buying at this stage of the offseason, you must be aware of the the risk or the possibility that they bring another player in. But mm. we don't worry about that on these players that are this cheap. That's why, to answer your question, I'm not comfortable sending that early too. Yeah. However, micro market will likely dictate what you do or don't do. Mm. But if you can get People's Jones in as that third piece where you want to do a a one for two, but the guy doesn't want to give up too much. You can probably work people's Jones in there for sending back maybe an early three or a mid three, in which mm. case, yes, absolutely smash that because maybe he hits, maybe he doesn't. But again, if you're t- obviously this isn't like a start nine conversation, that's very important. Your format will definitely change whether these players are a buy or not. If you're in a start nine, then people's Jones means nothing. But in a start 10, start 11, yeah. now that's when you get into really needing that type of wide receiver three plug-in and play when you need to. So right. it's kind of my summary. Next guy on the list is somebody I actually just traded for uh, tonight. Why don't you tell us about right. your, your next wide receiver buy? Okay, number four was a favorite of Jacobs, uh, Jacob Sanderson of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. It's Wandale Wario Robinson. And you talk about having high risk tolerance. This is that play because he flashed a little bit. Like you kind of already had to be a believer in Wandale, but he did have two of the six games. He really got to play a high snap percentage and get targets on an over 
13 fantasy points on those two out of six games. And of course, obviously he got hurt during the big one because we can't have nice things in <clears> fantasy <throat> football. Like when it actually looked like he was really going to break out using him in the slot, they were designing him out of the backfield. Uh, his target percentage was going up his targets per route run, his yards per route run. Uh, everything was, uh, was, was looking up. And then of course the brutal injury. I'm not worried about the injury. People are like, well, he's small. It's a durability problem. Big dudes blow their ACLs out too. We're going to have concerns about Brees Hall's knee? Probably not. So I don't think ACLs are as big of a deal as they used to be, especially for these young super athletes. Like these guys are mega athletes. This isn't Jim from accounting, uh, you know, blowing his knee out, taking the mail. It's This is a super athlete. Mm. So I don't think it's going to be as bad. And uh, I, I'm a firm believer, again, at wide receiver 49 at DLF, yeah, is the cheapest year two wide receiver that was productive that there is. Yeah, now this is somebody I'm I'm higher than the market on. I, I got him at forty, and every other ranking I'm looking at here, whether it's the GF two composite, KTC, DLF, ADP, is all is all below that. Um, so, uh, you know, KTC says he's worth around a twenty four mid second or the equivalent thereof. Is that closer than than the DPJ price oh, was? I would- I I pro- I'd be looking to pay that price for sure. But again, it, you're you're probably not gonna have to. You could probably yeah. get a third added onto that uh, for that twenty four two. It's also one of those situations where the team trying to trade away Wandale probably or uh, trade yeah trade away Wandale is probably not just looking to get a future two. So it's one of those situations where mm. that that trade wouldn't fit. But uh, I did do a deal early in the offseason that involved Amari Cooper and Wandale and then a pick. And then it was, you know, I was offloading a, a veteran receiver. Mm-hmm. So I got Wandale, a second and a third, and I and I took that happily. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just one of those players that you're able to kind of move around your negotiation window. Okay. Roast my trade real quick. So uh, I sent you in the, in the DMs. I'm in a rebuild. Uh, usual right. super flex, 12 team, all that jazz. Uh, I sent Dak uh, and Claypool for the 103, a 24 second, which is maybe mid, uh, and and Wandale. Um, the guy really mm-hmm. likes Wandale. He didn't want to part with him. Uh, he traded, uh, he changed my Kate Otten to Claypool, which I kind of was okay with, actually. Um, uh, you said like, not love it. So um, I don't really love a lot right. of the trades I make, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like if both people are pissed off, it's a good trade. But um, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, the changing Kate Otten. Uh, what are why are we why are we wanting Kate Otten on your roster? I mean, I think Kate Otten and Claypool are both awful and irrelevant. So Ooh, um, no Kate Otten slander on this on this podcast. Oh, he's gonna be awful. I have news for you. Don't bother. Uh, just draft whatever rookie tight ends in the third and just hope and pray because it's not going to happen with it. It didn't happen with Otten with Brady. I don't think it's really going to happen without him personally. See, I, I was glass half full on what did happen. I, I have him as one of the seven or eight rookie 22 tight ends that kind of flashed and were, and were optimistic about, but eh, I'm less optimistic. Okay. It, but, hey, the trade. What, what do you think? Um, right. So, my only issue with the deal being 103 of 24 2 and Wandale is that Dak is going like in the back end first round in startups yeah. to early two. So, where's the 103? If I were to go to the bulletproof uh, prospect um, rolling ADP, 103 is, is moving in the early third, kind of in that 302. Mm-hmm. So, if I were to approach this, I'm looking at going, well, okay, Dak, right now, if I use that as QB 11. I'm giving up a near a full round of startup value. The seconds are great. The second is great. And Wandale, fantastic. Don't know if that's enough for to the high move up. The, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. However, in terms of your team specific, if that was the best quote unquote best deal, that was kind of available to you in that sense to get the job done that you were looking to have get done, then I think that's fine within your own market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just for me, I would be trying to probably attack for a little bit more. But in that case, it's like, what what else are you going to get? A third? Like, what? Like, yeah. what do you really? Mm-hmm. So at that point, I, I don't force it. I just get the deal done. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't mind this at all. A 103, got two good young quarterbacks. Maybe even use that 103, package it up mm-hmm. to get one of the top, ten, you know, one of the top eight. Right. I mean, yeah. Very doable. I, I don't and, mind and, it. In that league, I'm sitting on Lance, the 103 and the 104, just off the top Phenomenal. of my head. So, Phenomenal. yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. All right. Your next wide receiver, somebody who I have ranked exactly at their DLF ADP, and I want a reason to go higher. Tell me about touchdown regression or ex- expected fantasy points or, or something here. Uh, <laughs> so number three is Deontay Johnson. And I know even in the video, I said, it's going to sound weird, but, you know, hear me out. And I need everyone here to hear me out. Deontay Johnson scored just over 10 fantasy points per game, which is very Donovan people's Jones of him. Uh, uh, and look, it wasn't as bad as you think. As I mentioned, there was no player that suffered a worse expected fantasy points differential than Deontay Johnson, literally in the league of wide receivers that played 15 games and had relevant snaps, all that jazz. His minus 4.8 expected fantasy points per game differential was the worst. What's batshit crazy is in a year that went, they went from Trubisky to god-awful Kenny Pickett, back to Trubisky, back to Pickett, and everyone thinks that George Pickens is him. He's the second coming himself, uh, which I don't see. This elite target earner somehow didn't score a touchdown on the year, and his 15.5 expected fantasy points per game would have been 13th in the league. Mm. according to fantasypoints.com, which is where right. I got this data from. I was uh, going to ask, I was going to ask if, if you, if you, where you're getting warp and expected fantasy yeah. points from for people the, who want to look right. for it. So warp I get from the bulletproof prospect um, discord and their, their site. It's phenomenal. You can go check that out. That is a paid service. I know other people get it from elsewhere, but that's just where I'm already subscribed to. So that's where I get it. But expected fantasy points and things like that, I just go right to fantasypoints.com. They are focusing hard on their data section, mm. and their their subscription is more than 100% worth it. Definitely one of the better and more data-focused uh, fantasy sites out there. Mm. But again, 15.5 expected fantasy points per game, not bad. Mm-hmm. For wide receiver, 30. Mm-hmm. That um, is, in back-to-back years, elite target earner, uh, his high expected fantasy points. I mean, he's got his contract. The offensive coordinator is coming back. Yes, there's rumors he might get traded, but until it happens, I don't really take that into account. And even if he gets traded, we know he's a target earner. Targets yeah. are one of the stickiest stats in fantasy. I was going to so, ask you what you make of of like the the specter of Matt Canada still hanging over the um the offense. Some people think seem to be optimistic that. They're going to like get in somebody who's going to help with the play calling. And it's going to be like a, a little more, a little more creative. I don't know if you saw Fryermuth's quote about like not even having hot reads and things like that, but uh, is, do, do you think that uh, there's, there's reason to think that the offense will Im- improve at all or get a little more creative or. So I never, when I look at my fantasy players, I never account for rational coaching decisions right it's never because it's not quantifiable like i can't sit here and be like well you know what greg roman's at third and 15 there's no way he runs a fullback screen again Mm. and then he runs a fullback screen again Uh, they need to win the game there's no way they throw a hail mary to patrick ricard to to end the game and guess what that's what happens so i after the years of taking a beating as a Ravens fan is one of the reasons I just don't put rational coaching decisions into my analysis. Mm. So whether Matt Canada wants to design a hot read or not, what matters to me is Deontay Johnson playing in the slot, which means Deontay Johnson's more often than not the hot read. (laughs) So until that there's signs of that changing. No, I'm not particularly worried. I'm not particularly worried about anyone else. Um, you know, taking those routes from him. More targets for Firemuth would be great, but just, you know, 125 from Deontay Johnson for targets. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much locking that down in the bag. Josh commiserating with uh, poor coaching decisions as mm. a as a Falcons fan here in, in the yep. chat. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even. You guys, man, if you guys end up with Lamar Jackson and get to get the same piss poor results, 
Uh, I, I'm going to be so sorry, man. But I'll say this, Josh. I'm going to become a Falcons fan if uh, the Ravens move on from Jackson. That'll be the last straw I have with that organization. I'll tell you that much. I, I would I, I would do, do the same if I was a Ravens fan. Real quick, what are you looking to – I mean, in a vacuum, I know. Mm-hmm. Roughly, mm-hmm. what are you looking to send uh, equivalent thereof if, you know, for, for Deontay Johnson? Well, I actually think one of the trades you made was the best example of how to acquire Deontay Johnson in a league. I mean, I'm, I'm going back. You'll have to excuse me. Mm-hmm. We, in our Discord, there's a ton of trades posted that I actually have to go through. Here we are. So you actually traded away Jahan Dotson, a 201, a 25 fourth, and 23 309 which is nothing to me. And you walked away with 20 fab, which I think is hilarious. I always love the fab being added. I think that's so wasn't great. my idea, but I'll take it. <laughs> it, it. It's absolutely hilarious and can actually really come through in the clutch. Yeah. Uh, but then you ended up with 209 and 111. So you're getting a first round pick boost from a fourth pick, a third, and you move up two spots uh, it, from the second round to into the first round and you move up a full round for a second round pick uh, for a fourth. It's just like, that's such easy money to me. And then it's really just Deontay Johnson and Jahan Dotson. And I'm sorry to everyone that really loves Jahan Dotson. He's not him. Uh, His rookie season is definitely propped up by touchdowns. Um, I understand they just hired Eric Bietemi. That's nice. Eric Bietemi has this thing with using multiple weapons. And again, We do not account for rational coaching decisions. What I want is the data. And to me, Deontay Johnson is more than replaceable with the years of uh, information we have with Deontay Johnson. Yeah. So, I have them in the same, in the same tier. Like I, I have Dotson a couple ticks ahead of, of Johnson for what it's worth, but close enough that like, I essentially, as I told you, boiled that trade down to, I sent the 309 for the 209. You know what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. what I mean. Uh, that's the perfect type of move for me. Now, again, I'm obviously paying those mid and early seconds for this type of wide receiver because I just don't think you're going to find this wide receiver mm-hmm. with his production and his history. If he's wide receiver 13, like if his expected fantasy points hit, which I know, well, if all of them hit, then they'd all be better. Sure, but they wouldn't have been wide receiver 13, which mm-hmm. is my point. So mm-hmm. even if you take somebody's expected fantasy points differential and be like, well, everyone would have been better. Everyone wouldn't have been better than Deontay Johnson. He is a good wide receiver, just flat out. And you're getting him at wide receiver three prices. It's absolutely insane. And Josh, I hope you're not saying blasphemy to the fact that Jahan Dotson was boosted by seven receiving touchdowns yeah. on 35 receptions. I believe Sir, that's what he's referring to. I, uh, we, we, 10, we do like Dotson here, yeah. 10.9 points per game with seven touchdowns. He's worse Chase Claypool from Ooh. his rookie season. Seriously. He, really Josh is doubling down. He is him. Okay, Josh, I don't remember <laughs> that, but I, I respectfully regret to inform you that he is okay, but not him. Okay. Um. So your next receiver is somebody who I've seen be pretty divisive as far as, you mm-hmm. know, uh, value and buy sell. And I've seen some folks say, actually, you know, um, the now's the buy because he's going to have a weird year with the quarterback missing. And then and then the value is going to tick up next year, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So tell me about wide receiver two on the list. Wide receiver two. And I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not much of a fantasy writer, but. The first couple articles I've written was about Marquise Hollywood Brown. You can find them at fantasyintervention.com. They're still there. Um, I went in detail. This is a guy who has multiple stretches in his career of being not just a good wide receiver, a top eight wide receiver. Uh, in, in I believe it was 2020, he was top eight for the first uh, eight or nine games. In 2021, he had another stretch again where he was in that top 10 for the first half of the season always correlating with Lamar Jackson being injured and he has to deal with uh, pro bowler Tyler Huntley at quarterback uh, and Josh Johnson uh, the, the year after. So it, it he's always the last three years seen to have run into like really bad luck in that regard. Last year he loses Kyler Murray after a blazing hot start again and then comes back and, and then hurts his other foot. So it, 
he is risky, but we're talking about a player who's going at wide receiver 24 at DLF that earns targets, is an explosive player, and can win you weeks. Like, he's shown he can win you weeks. Now, in regards to, oh, it's going to be weird, um, you know, for him with the quarterbacks, well, with bad quarterback play uh, and DeAndre Hopkins returning, this is still a player that averaged eight targets per game. So even with Colt McCoy and Hopkins being around, he still earned targets. Now, if Hopkins get Hopkins gets shipped out in that role, you know, he was looking at eleven plus targets per game. You're at a again a wide receiver twenty four. This is the same thing with Deontay Johnson. This is a guy who is earning, and and is is a actual known producer. Like, and we are going to get Kyler Murray back eventually. He is just a player that is four stretches, a wide receiver one, just has not been able to put it together for better or for worse. We look at DJ Moore, and it's always DJ Moore is going to break out. He's going to break out. It's coming. DJ Moore is coming. Marquise Brown over his career has had better stretches than DJ Moore in terms of an actual breakout. And he's, again, cheaper. So every year I feel like I'm sitting here talking about how cheap Marquise Hollywood Brown is and that he shouldn't be. And this year... Yeah, it might be true. All right, it's going to be rough. You're going to have to stomach it. 25-year-old wide receiver with round one draft capital proven to be successful as a number one receiver. He was the most unique red zone wide receiver one in NFL history with the Ravens, his red zone targets in his time there for what his size is, and he produced. Mm -hmm. He can do it at all levels. So also, Cliff Kingsbury is yeeted into the sun finally often often what thailand so maybe maybe we'll get a better offense mm. uh instead of the three <clears throat> route route tree from his receivers mm. off had somebody had somebody tell me their their view on hollywood is he's a he's a wide receiver who's um about to turn 26 and i'm not gonna bank on any higher production 27 and onwards so not a guy i care much about but uh, so my my issue with that is why? I mean, we're talking about 107 targets in 12 games last year, 145 targets in one of the most run heavy offenses in 2021 and 100 targets in, again in one of the most run heavy offenses in 2020. That's three straight years of 100 plus targets. We're talking about big air yards. We're talking about decent touchdowns. He's had over 55 receptions. Even in his injured rookie year, he had 46 receptions. That's really freaking good. Uh, but again, we can just look back at um, some of the stretches that he's had. It's just truly been an unbelievable wide receiver, 17, 7, then 58, then 13, then 3. We had 10, 5. Um, like we just have weeks where he can absolutely blow up, and that's hard to find. What, who else are you going to take at wide receiver 24? That that has that same level of uh, uh, production opportunity. I just mm-hmm. don't. And we're looking at potentially a wide receiver one. Again, Hopkins could go out. Who's going to be the wide receiver? Rondale? All right. Greg Dortch? Okay. Well, Ertz, he's on the shelf. He's probably not coming back this year at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they can bring somebody in. We're looking at one of the worst cap space situations in the NFL. We're talking about one of the worst built rosters in the NFL. We're talking about a team that has almost no wiggle room in how they can build. They're tied into a quarterback. He's going to be hurt. What are they adding? That's a threat. Are they going to draft a wide receiver in the first round? Probably not. It would make no sense with that offensive line and, and how a new, we don't know what a new coach is going to do. He's a mm. defensive coach. A lot of work to be done. Leaving Marquise Brown is kind of the last man standing. Yeah. I just I, I just can't possibly understand how an explosive young wide receiver is is – regarded as not possible on on getting better he's just good period right on. and going two spots lower on dlf adp is oh, your I, wide I, receiver I, one this is a guy who by the way oh wait if my, if my friend jesse's listening i said this is a guy so you have to drink um before i ha- i'm lower on him than a lot of people are right and mm-hmm. i'm st- i'm 10 spots higher than dlf adp um, before we, we talk about your number one wide receiver, the, the people need to know. Um, there was a cameo appearance by your kitty in the background. Before. Oh, yes. What's, what's kitty's name? Uh, oh, that one we just call Foo. Okay. F-O-O. His actual name is Watson, but we never call him that. Yeah. Okay. He is a, uh, he's a purebed ragdoll. 
right on. Yeah. So tell me about uh, from we go from kitty one to wide receiver one. Who's who's the the top buy for you? I've actually done two videos about this player this off season. Uh, we talked about him on the full tilt, and we did a video, a, a little section about, um, you know, is he a wide receiver one at wide receiver two prices? And it's yes, it's Cooper Cup. I don't know what I understand. We have ages and and people who hate fantasy points uh, when they play fantasy football, but this is egregious. This is bad. Cooper Cup had the best opening five-week stretch of any other player in the league. There was no wide receiver, not Justin Jefferson, not uh, the Devontae Adams, not none of them, nobody, not Jamar Chase. Nobody had a better start to their season than Cooper Cup. And this is with an injured Matthew Stafford. The breakfast buddies were right taken right where they left off in the year prior. Uh, obviously, he wasn't like Jerry Rice good in that time because i mean let's be weird but his his warp was 0 0.06 his targets per game was at 10.6 his receptions per game in 2021 was actually 11.1 his pace not that far off in 2022 at 8.5 he had the second best yards per game in his entire career at 91 ah uh, he's old i don't care he's not old he's 30 he's not like the big body aj green he's a slot receiver slot mm. receivers get a bad rap in fantasy they shouldn't they definitely shouldn't they should be targeted in fantasy. They should be highlighted. Like his 19.4 expected fantasy points per game. That's that's not slowing down. That's that's second best probably in his career. I'd have to look, I'd have to double and fact check that. I didn't have that written down, but we're talking about a guy going at wide receiver 26. That's top five, top four weekly. Stafford's coming back. McVay's coming back. That offensive line was terrible. Can't get much worse. I just, I just, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear just somebody explain to me why Cooper Cup shouldn't be bought at wide receiver 20, like 26. I just, I, there's no reason for me. I'll tell you what, I, what people say about him just in general, maybe not sure. necessarily at the cost of, of, cause I think at wide receiver 26, a lot of people would be in, I would hope, but, um, mm -hmm. not only is it, is it the, the age thing, but it's Stafford is, is declining. It is the offensive line. It is that the Rams are that are that dynasty manager in your league who went all in for the championship. Now they're left with nothing and they're leaving, uh, and they're and they can't really add much. I mean, that's kind of what people are putting together is that you you cannot expect Cup to maintain in 2023 the pace he was on in 2022 before he got hurt. But I, I just to them I would still say why. All of those scenarios were there last year. And they added, they brought in Allen Robinson or the ghost of Allen Robinson. And they, you know, they, they, nothing's changed for them. The offensive line still dog water. Uh, the defense still going to be good. They're still going to be looking to compete in this, in this division next year. I just, nothing has changed for me. Yeah. Stafford's declining. That's fine. Stafford can decline as long as he knows how to target that one guy. What are we worried about here? Mm. I mean, I think Cooper Cup would have been fine with Baker Mayfield. His Ben Skoranek was playable. Uh, yeah. the, um, oh, my God. I'm forgetting his name. Little short guy. Oh, well. That's the one. Was fantasy viable. I was using him in the playoffs <laughs> with Baker Mayfield. You're telling me Cooper right. Cup wouldn't have been him? He wouldn't have been that guy. Wide receiver two, wide receiver five, 22, three, five, 15, eight, three. And then he got hurt. Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, the, if, the whole the whole offseason is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. We're going to go through the same shit with, with uh, the 2023 uh, offseason that we did 2022. It's going to be the same. I, I just, I, it, it's driving me. It's, it's sending me to another country at this point. Like, I, my, my soul and my body are in two different places. It's, mm. I don't understand it. Wh which one is in Canada? Uh, definitely the soul my, or the body. Now nah, my body, cause I'm freezing my butt off over here. <laughs> my soul is definitely in like Puerto Rico or something, but we're talking about like, okay, you can get Justin Jefferson offensive player of the year. Really good player. Okay. You're getting Justin Jefferson at wide receiver 26. You're just smashing that. Right. What are we, what are we taking away the age? Okay. 
draft Justin Jefferson in the first round and then go get Cooper Cup as your wide receiver three. Like what? Like I don't. Mm. You want to win championships like these? Like you want one? Okay, don't let top three wide receivers fall to be a wide receiver two or three on a team. It's just it's asinine. You want if we want to go. Uh, what rookie picks I'm sending? 108, 109, 110, 111, 112? Sure. Plus on top of that? Yeah, absolutely. Because guess what? Wow, Chances okay. are on market, you're getting something back with an actual league winner. This is an actual league winner. What's crazy to me, Brian, is that people are treating him like he tore both ACLs and broke both ankles. Mm. He twisted his ankle. Like I would twice. have to say, like if I was in a startup – I'm not taking him at wide receiver 26. I, I would, that's, that's like a, that's a big value, right? Like I probably would have taken him before that, but I mm-hmm. also am probably not taking him at where he quote unquote should be. Cause it, it, it I would trade for him at wide receiver 26 mm-hmm. value. But if I'm in the startup, I'm probably trying to avoid him unless he is like a super great value um, because I'm trying to set myself up for a few years in a row, you know, and I don't sure. bank. And I don't bank on being able to, to to flip him the way that some people do. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Sure. What's too so, conservative? I mean, no, 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 not at all. Because you build your teams on how you're comfortable. Yeah. So a startup is a completely different animal when it comes to how you build your rosters. We've done enough startups a couple of times. You know what I like to do? I'm going to trade up at all costs. I'm going to get two quarterbacks that I feel are in the top ten. And then after that, if that means I have to not draft in the third, fourth, fifth round. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I'm gonna move back up to go and get Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews. I've done that in leagues with you. Or I'm gonna go and get those two quarterbacks, and Pitts and Andrews. And sometimes you have to give up. You know, your rounds three, four, five, six. I'm comfortable doing that because people keep letting guys like Deontay Johnson fall down the draft board, and Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, and and Calvin Ridley, and Amari Cooper, just constantly. And I'm looking at a draft board, so wondering where my eyes are going. That's where my eyes are going. Uh, is is a draft board I have pulled up from the bulletproof uh, uh, Discord, and it you know an ADP of all these players, and yeah, I can go and get Deontay Johnson as my wide receiver too, if I do want to trade out in that aspect. So yeah. I think the team building is different. Like if you're just if you're in a league that said you're not allowed to trade out, mm. you're just not allowed to trade. Okay, well I can go quarterback, quarterback, tight end, and then guess what? If I'm if I you know, pick early enough in the fourth round. Cooper Cup is still my wide receiver one. You're telling me that there's a possibility where I walk away with like a Trevor Lawrence, a Dak Prescott, uh, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup? Game over, man. You're telling me that I can can end up having Travis Kelsey in that third round who's going 304 according to this as the tight end two? And then if I net Kelsey there, then yes, Cooper Cup is going to be that pick for me in that fourth. Not, Mm. you know... Um, DK Metcalf who's going bef- before him. Devonta Smith is only going a couple of spots after Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah. Like Devonta Smith is a good player. He's not the wide receiver one type guy, in my opinion. And by points per game, according to the player profiler, Cooper Cup still was in nine games played the number one uh, fantasy points receiver at. Uh, points per game 22.4 i said that really weird but you get my point yeah yeah yeah. we're talking about i didn't know that yeah yeah, 25.9 fantasy points per game in 2021 the phenomenal season with only six touchdowns we're talking about a guy who still had 22.4 points per game in nine games 812 yards 75 receptions like he was still unguardable you could not guard him and if not for McVeigh using him as a blocker in a game that was blown out. We're talking about a guy. Also, if Warford didn't throw just an awful pass, and again, Cooper Cup twisted his ankle like I do in the grocery store, then his season would have continued. And I bet you, I'm willing to put my mortgage on it if it were possible that if the Rams didn't suck, if Stafford didn't get shut down, if they weren't completely out of contention and resting Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, we would have seen Cooper Cup come back. I That's bet you even if Stafford was healthy, we would have seen Cup come back, and then this value wouldn't be there because Cup would have been just doing what he was doing before. But it's maybe at a, a, a lowered scale. Um, I can't 
imagine looking at 22.4 points per game in the exact same situation and going, no, I'm good. Kyle checking in. Um, What up, Kyle? Kyle's coming in at the right time. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if if you've heard, but uh, Tom is making a hell of a case for for Cooper Cup as a buy, particularly at cost. So you'll like that because we had that conversation about what do you do with that tier of like, you know, 29, 30-year-old productive wide receivers. Do you put them before or after some of these younger guys? Kyle has like Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and Diggs and, and Tyreek Hill higher above guys like Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson, Alave, and et cetera. I kind of have them so switch. I yeah. I would still prefer I would still prefer Garrett Wilson. I would still prefer Chris Olave if I'm yeah. doing a startup. Yeah. That is true. But if you're telling me that I can pay wide receiver two prices. And I'm kind of with Kyle as well, where I am team old wide receiver. I was buying DeAndre Hopkins when he was suspended. I will buy um, Tyree Kill at his price. Uh, we're doing a trade video that's coming out uh, early in the week for trades from the Full Tilt Discord where we talk about Tyree Kill. Trading JMO in a 108 for a Tyree Kill. Absolutely, I'll do that. Smash that in a minute because there's only a few game-breaking wide receivers. You can already have your Garrett Wilsons and your Chris Olaves and your DK Metcalfs and pay way less than you should have to pay for a potential wide receiver one, two, three uh, in, in, uh, in Dynasty. It's, it's, it's nuts to me that weekly this guy does nothing but ball out. Uh, yeah, 2020 was a little bit of a blip right in 15 games. He was only wide receiver 30. But he, people were like, oh, he only broke out in 2021. Nope. 2019, wide receiver 7 in points per game. 2018, he was wide receiver 15 in points per game. Yeah. He's just good. He's just good. Elite well, even. T- I'm sorry. Um, I want to I wanna get you – get you. well, you are home, but uh, we got we got to get to the startup, and we started a few minutes late, so I don't want to – I mean, I could do this yeah. for five hours, but I don't think you want to. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'm here for as long as you want me to be. All right. As long as the um, people uh, don't turn us off because I'm here. <laughs> you asked me to add uh, a bonus wide receiver to your, yes. to your top five, and I did a complete cop-out. My bonus wide receiver is – Whoever you value higher than your league does or the other manager does mm. among a giant swath of wide receivers that I have pretty even. So um, among those wide receivers are, you know, guys like uh, Burks, Pittman, Godwin, London, Ayuk, DJ Moore, Pickens, um, Judy. We talked about Dotson, Kirk, McLaurin and Christian Watson. And of the guys on that list, I identified a few that I seem to be above consensus on. Jamo, Debo, Burks, Godwin, and Christian Kirk. And the thing mm-hmm. is, if I can get one of those other guys plus a little bit for a guy that I have pretty even, why not do it? Uh, anybody in there that's like a, that's like a hell no or, or, or anything you want to say about that kind of bunch of guys that I have pretty close together? Sure. So aside from the like elite potential top five wide receivers like weekly, and I, I would even put like a Calvin Ridley in there as well because I still think he's a value. Uh, all of those guys are kind of in one jumbled mess to me. So for me, when I'm looking at a list like this where I see guys like Debo, I don't want to wa- roster Debo or Godwin. I love Kirk, but I uh, I will take the the second. I want rookie wide receivers sophomore wide receivers or draft picks. And if I'm not getting that, then I want discount Cooper cup. I want discount Deandre Hopkins, discount Diggs, discount Hill. And then I'll fill in with these year two guys to give me dynasty depth. So when I'm looking at a list like this, I'm not even looking at Debo. I'm not looking at Pittman. I'm not looking at Ayuk. I'm not looking at DJ Moore, who I love uh, Jerry, Judy, Christian Kirk, uh, Terry McLaurin, get out of my way. Like, just get out of here. Uh, Bateman, none of these guys. I want the sophomores and the rookies or those elite old guys mm. if they're below cost. And if they're so not you're below skipping cost, over I'm, essentially I'm this whole cost. tier, and maybe yes. this is where you're taking the dreaded running backs because you haven't taken mm-hmm. them in the first few rounds. I mean, I'll just look for the sophomore wide receiver, right? So if if you're going to tell me that I can choose from Traylon Burks, uh, Debo Samuel, or 
I don't know running backs. Austin Eckler, I'll just take Burks mm-hmm. because he's a second year wide receiver. We've maybe he's a wide receiver too moving forward, but we know that he's going to accrue value. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a startup and I'm looking at it that way, I want the player that's going to accrue value and give me the most opportunity to, to stay liquid and have my dynasty roster accrue value to put me in a position where I can go and get Cooper Cup. Uh, I can go and get Traylon. I can move a guy like Traylon Burks with those ADPs keep going in their trajectories for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, if I realize that I'm a contender, I can get a little bit on top of that too. So it's, I always want to stay fluid. I want to avoid the guys like Godwin unless their price becomes really, 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 really good. Yeah, he's, but, he's there's concern there for sure. Injuries and, and mm-hmm. Brady gone and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a trade candidate and he's a cut candidate, which I love yeah. both of those things for him. But again, I just rather the second year wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a bunch of players who their range of outcomes are probably wide receiver twos, maybe even wide receiver threes with wide receiver two upside, which I hate saying, but it's necessary. These guys value possibilities are more likely to, to go up than these other guys. And that's what I want. So even uh, on the, against those dreaded running backs uh, that I avoid so much, um, no, I'll just take the sophomore and, and, and rookie picks. And that's that. I mean, that's how I want to build my dynasty roster. But again, we're, you're talking about when we're talking about wide receivers to buy, chances are it's in a value that's been existing for a while. There's already an established market. You know who these guys are that will move guys who won't. So it's very micro market um, focused, but very, very movable. So when, uh, especially when you ask me about these, these extra guys, this giant compilation of yeah. just mishmashed wide receiver twos i mean nah i'll just take the sophomores because you could even identify chris godwin as problematic this year like without talking about his injury we're talking about a team that passed at a super high rate and like there's little pieces of data that can help you identify him as not really being the wide receiver that people are already moving up in the top 10 at the end of the first year with brady and Mm. i was selling 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 because there were data-driven warning signs that could tell you that he was not him. So um, I'm always just going to take the player more likely to accrue the most value, especially in a startup situation uh, that you have laid out here. That's that's a great that's a great target. Is the is the is that's a good rule. The the person who's going to accrue value, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're a Ravens fan. Um, yes. Uh, assuming they either tag or pay. Lamar, um, does does the new OC do anything for for Bateman's value at all? I mean, the only person that can help Bateman's value is Bateman. I think it doesn't matter what the OC is. I mean, they have to bring more guys in. They have to. I've seen everything from Quentin Johnston to Dobbs to Addison to you name every wide receiver. Zay, uh, what is it? Zay Flowers, all those guys. Uh, they're definitely going to draft somebody. They don't have a second round pick. They're going to do it. They're going to have to do it early. That spells bad, bad news bears for Bateman, right? He's had multiple injured years and he's been good on those limited targets, but I don't know if the new OC is going to do him any favors in regards to that because, well, we've never seen him in this offense. We've never seen them uh, operating. So I think with the offensive coordinator, what he's going to do is he's not going to do super dumb stuff. Like we're, we're going to look at an offensive coordinator that doesn't have Patrick Ricard leading your team in targets at halftime. Mm. You know what I mean? So in, in that regard, we're going to see a little bit more of a normal run offense. What happens after that is really up to kind of history because receivers that struggle like he has with health and then production over the first couple of years don't just break out out of nowhere. So I think if they bring in a wide receiver, uh, like a first round wide receiver, nah, uh, I'm no, um, I'm out on Bateman. I've been out on Bateman. Um, I don't have much hope for his awesome comeback, but a late two, he's the type of player that I would pay for that. But I'd be looking to jump off no matter what with this guy. And I think what Kyle says, I think uh, Jackson returning will be a much bigger factor for Bateman's success than whoever the OC is. 
I agree for that, but the OC is the one going to be deciding whether or not Bateman plays inside, outside. Mm -hmm. And again, if they actually run things like wide receiver screens when they're all out blitzed, do they run more than just a drag route across the middle of the field? Do they run a double move more than once a game? Like it's, these are the things that I expect um, a good coach to do. But what did I say earlier? I never plan for rational coaching. That's right. So I won't, I won't do that with Bateman. Now I'm going to take the data that I have. And my data tells me run. Hmm. So that's okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to All run. Right. Um, one guy that Kyle has, you know, sort of with cup and I have ranked closely with, with cup, similar mm -hmm. age, similar in that, you know, their target monsters and good uh, points per game, but missing a quarterback right now. What do you think about Devonte Adams? I think he smashes with whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Like they bring Garoppolo in smash. You bring hell. I think he'd smash with Baker. I don't think there's anyone that Devonte Adams could, pl could play with that would force me off of him. The price is probably still going to force me off of him. Mm. Uh, like he's going after Cooper Cup, which I really like. Um, oh my gosh. If I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at the Bulletproof one, this got updated a little bit recently. I mean, I'm smashing uh, Devontae Adams at this rate. We're talking about a guy. I would take Drake London over him. I would take uh, DK Metcalf over him for sure. Diggs, Alave, Higgins. But he's the type of player that I would trade T Higgins for Devontae Adams if I could get anything on top. Like, mm. he's that kind of player. So I don't really care about the the quarterback there. I, I care about the player. He earns targets. He's not just good. He's great. And again, you can stack your team with Amon Ra, Cooper Cup, and and Devontae Adams, and just, and just you're good. You're just oh, you're more than that's okay. A, that's a pants off party in PPR. One hundred percent, and that's what you're looking for. This is also definitely the time of year where stuff like this happens, um, where these value of these older wide receivers just get completely run into the ground. Anyone that has any bit of age on them is just getting run into the ground, and I definitely want to buy all of them. So I'm with Kyle in that regard when it comes with or comes to Devonte Adams, Tyree Hill, right? The, the digs, the, the cup. I love all that. I would be trading guys like Metcalf Higgins, uh, Pittman, uh, all those kind of tweener wide receiver ones for those guys. Plus in a, in a minute and even straight up in most cases. So mm. yeah, definitely a buy for me. Interesting. Okay. Cause again, we talk about elite production, the market's getting a little bit lower on him, and I definitely think he should be a wide receiver, a uh, uh, third to second round pick, but he's not going to be because of his age, and he's going to give you that production. So, um, you know, that's that's it for me. I, I love those guys at that price, and that's how we identify that as a market buy. All right. Well, um, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on the Going for Two live podcast feed. Uh, the audio, if you're watching here on YouTube, either live or later on, please subscribe to the channel. Click thumbs up on the video and even click the bell to get uh, the notifications. We're going to land the plane here. Really want to thank Tom for spending time with us tonight and subbing for uh, Josh, who believe will be back uh, next week, barring anything unforeseen. Plug, plug, plug. Tom, <laughs> where can we find you and your work? So once again, all over the place. I'm everywhere. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. Uh, you're going to see it. Full Tilt puts out just so much content on a regular basis. There's, you know, if if you just find my name at Thomas Tipple FF or like I have at the bottom here at Dynasty Tilt, you're going to find our content. You can go to YouTube. That helps a lot. At 500 subscribers, we're doing a huge uh, custom oh, yeah, this bad boy championship belt giveaway all customized with Full Tilt. We're doing that at 500 subscribers. You're going to want to go and do that. Uh, we'll be talking about that as we go. Lots of fun stuff. I mean, murderer's row of guests coming up. Uh, once we get back into full swing, just just go and hit that man. And I, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, we are we're two different dynasty players. We are two different methodologies. We're two different personalities. And I feel like it is uh, important to sit across, or I guess in this in this case, beside somebody else that has a completely different perspective than you and get an understanding of, of how and why uh, they operate the way that they do. Because you cannot 
play fantasy football with the same people taking the same players the same way and <laughs> learn and grow challenge yourselves if i were to walk away from this episode saying one thing challenge yourselves and play with players you've never played with before this offseason please thanks i really i really appreciate that because as i as i've told you you know talking with with you and and, and jacob and, and other folks that are a little bit more toward i don't know i, I don't want to oversimplify it with the team nerd but a little more oh, of yeah. the data-driven uh, advanced stats and analytics, that sort of thing, value-based drafting, it's like that sort of, you know, uh, genre, that vibe, right? I- I'm sprinkling more of that into to, to how I look at things, and, and it's definitely pushed my thinking. So, um, so yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Wednesday nights, I record an audio-only podcast called Dynasty Fever Pod, and it drops on Thursdays at Dynasty Fever Pod on Twitter. Obviously, you can catch me here every Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Also, going for 2.com, Dynasty Rankings, Rookie Rankings, um, and also uh, occasional articles here and there. Pushed out a few uh, prospect profiles recently. Going to be working on some more as we get into rookie season. Going for 2 has so much content for you. Uh, a podcast just about every night of the week. Um, as I said, website articles. When you go to the website in the little bottom right-hand corner, purple thing for the Discord, join the Discord. It's free. Lots of channels. It's on and popping. Uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for being with us. Go Irish. Uh, all right. Yeah.